At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Down now. Uh. No down now. Uh. Good Monday yeah. morning to you. It is a Check number game right now. here at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Series XM Channel 204, Visa.com, the Visa app, Fubo, yeah. Sling, and Game Plus. It is Gil Alexander. Jason Kahn is here as well. Good morning to you, Jason. How are you? How are you, by the way? Good, thanks, Gil. Happy Monday morning. I couldn't go with how are you. I couldn't decide between how are you and how you doing, and that's what came out of my mouth. It's good on all accounts. Uh, this is Guessing Lines, week 11 in the NFL. That's what we're here for this morning. Of course, we'll uh, briefly touch on Dustin Johnson's amazing coronation at the Masters. Two-day coronation. The entire weekend was that for uh, a Hall of Fame golfer who Got it done with the green jacket this weekend. We'll talk about that uh, when it comes up sort of organically. Congratulations to everybody who had DJ uh, with their bets. A record 20 under par uh, at Augusta. Never been done before. Uh, his second major of his career. Uh, and, of course, the NFL. will. If you're just landing on this show for the first time, we talk about the upcoming week lines. I've been in a cocoon. This is a tribute to the old Stardust radio show of the same name. I've been in a cocoon since last night. I don't know the lines. I guess them. Chrissy Andrews from the South Point Sportsbook, uh, the director of that sportsbook, right here behind us, so the tip of the strip. Uh, he tells us what uh, he's going to post after the show, right after the show. And within that exercise, we got ourselves uh, some value. And uh, last week, what was the lie that I thought was the most ridiculous? was Cleveland. And, yeah, that should have covered. Yeah. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that and the Arizona endings. Because I think that is uh, those are obviously the two headlines from a betting standpoint. Let's bring him in. My mishpucha, Chris Andrews. Good morning, Chris. What's going on, Gilly? I, I, I got questions for you. One, let's, just, let's start it out. First of all, congratulations. You have, you have four survivor pools that are still four survivor entries. You and your partner yeah. are still available. You and your partner or partners, plural. Oh, I got a bunch of partners. We put in a bunch of stuff uh, all over the place. So, uh it's like I got to win one of these to break even. So, yeah, <laughs> I got a lot of money. <laughs> but you are in the circle one, right? With four entries left. Yeah. 
All right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that, that'll if we win that one, that'll uh, pay a few bills. So you know. So we went from three ten to three oh one. Another. Yeah. The gauntlet, yeah. the gauntlet begins now. But how did you play it this yeah. weekend? Did you have all four on one team? No, we had three. God, my man. We had three with Green Bay, which made us sweat. Yeah. And uh, and then we had one with the Saints. Okay. They both they all got through. Um, yeah. Now here's my question from a bookmaking standpoint. That game last yeah. night, as we're watching Baltimore and New England, and, and New England ends up winning it outright. I don't know how you know. It's like it's amazing how it always works out for books in the end. That's what it seems like. But a Sunday night game. You probably weren't having the best week, I would imagine, and then that happens. Exactly. How big of a decision was that for you? Oh, it was big. Yeah, it was big. Uh, winning that game, we wound up not. I mean, we won for the day, and not you know, not like a great number, but but like an okay number. If we'd lost that game, it would have been really bad. <laughs> so, uh, but we went into it as a man. We need a miracle here because I didn't know New England could beat them. You know, I really didn't. Um, but we got it. You know, and it was nice. It kind of salvaged the uh, salvaged the weekend because Saturday was not very good at all. Yeah, uh, and we weren't looking very good going into Sunday night. But that that was a big win for us. Great game plan by Belichick. Weather helped. Yeah. Um, was yeah. but you know you could have said that if the Ravens were up, the weather would have helped them too, probably. So just a a great game plan from start to finish for the Patriots. Patriots win it twenty three to seventeen as outright seven point dogs. They win it outright. That is, uh, and that's huge for books. Let's start with Thursday because there's so much to get into from yesterday. As we're doing this, by the way, for Week Eleven, for those who are just here for the first time, we of course go back through all the shenanigans, betting and otherwise in Week Ten. What is Thursday night? Good game. Cardinals at the Seahawks. Oh, that is a good game. Cardinals six and three. Seahawks six and three. Rams are also six and three in the NFC West. Niners not so much. Not their fault. Uh, huge Thursday game. Uh Arizona wins yesterday on the Hail Mary. I guess people are calling it the Hail Murray. Hail Mary uh, huh. Hail Mary from uh, Kyler Murray to DeAndre Hopkins, forty three yards, uh, with two seconds left on the clock. And that beats the Bills yesterday in dramatic fashion after the Bills had scored with just over 30 seconds left. I believe with 34 seconds left, Stefan Diggs scored. And uh, Stefan Diggs was on the sideline doing a whole bunch of me, me, look at me. Uh, That's my translation of what I saw. 32-30, though, the Cardinals hook it up on the uh, on the Murray to Hopkins play. By the way, Bill O'Brien had no need for DeAndre Hopkins. Just want to point that out. <laughs> So if you had the Bills plus two and a half, uh, you end up, uh, by the way, it's Gil Alexander and Chris Andrews right here on the Numbers Game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Sirius XM Channel 204, Visa.com, the Visa app, Fubos, Link at Game Plus, guessing lines for week 11, looking back at week 10. Uh, if you had the Bills plus two and a half, you end up winning. If you had the Cardinals minus two and a half, you end up losing. The two is a push. And the reason for the push here is that when the touchdown was scored with just two ticks of the clock left and the Cardinals go up 32 to 30, Cliff Kingsbury and staff decided uh, we are not going to kick an extra point. We are going to line up in a two-point conversion uh, formation, and we're just going to take a knee. And that is a genius move. I know that it hurt some gamblers and it, and it, harm, and it, and it helped others. But the only way with two seconds left on the clock that you can get beat in that situation or you can get and you can get beat is if they block the kick, return it for two points and then beat you in overtime. 
So just take the knee. I totally get that move. Now, there was a notion in my head that Kingsbury just lucked into it, and I was like, does he think this is a time down? Like, there was a little of that in my head, but I'm going to give him the benefit <laughs> of the doubt, and I think he knew what he was doing. So that one I endorse. We'll get to the Cleveland Brown ones later, because I Cleveland Browns one later, because I have a different opinion on that. But uh, Kyler Murray, 22 of 32 for 245, one touchdown, one pick, sacked three times, 11 carries for 61 yards, and two touchdowns on the ground. Uh, he's in the MVP conversation, everybody. He's got to be. First quarterback with a touchdown in five straight games since 1956. Hopkins ends up seven for 127 and a touchdown. Drake, 16 for 100, 453 total yards for the Cardinals in victory. And then there's Seattle. And I don't think Russell Wilson is really in the MVP conversation anymore. Uh, the, the the Seahawks have lost three of four since starting 5-0. and Wilson was 23 of 38 for 249. But no touchdowns, two picks. He was sacked six times. He was eight for 60 on the ground. The Seahawks have 10 turnovers in their last four games, including three yesterday. The third was a fumble lost by Wilson. They were minus two in turnovers in their loss uh, yesterday to the Rams, 23 to 16. It was a bad spot for the Seahawks, though. The Rams had a couple weeks. If Sean McVay couldn't have schemed two weeks to beat that defense, I'm not sure uh, if we could call him a genius anymore. That was uh, my buddy Matt Brown's comment. I agree with that. But in the end, for me, Russell Wilson, another really bad pick yesterday. That one at the end of the second quarter when they were down seven, and he could have run for the first down. He threw it in the end zone, and it was picked. Just really uncharacteristic plays. But it's Arizona at Seattle on a short week, and so... Getting finally to the guess, I think it's Seattle, not quite a field goal. I'd say Seattle minus two and a half. Gilly. Yeah. What what's our t-shirts gonna come out? I like your number I like better. Your number better. <laughs> <laughs> uh it's it's three with juice on the favorite. Wow. And I see even see one three and a half with juice on the dog. Uh my numbers come to pick them. Uh, however, and this is purely anecdotal, I wish I, I should have been keeping track of this for years. In a shortened weekend like this, I do, I prefer a veteran team. I think home field might mean a little something, and I'm going to get into that in a second. Uh, you know, I like a veteran team, a veteran quarterback, you know, and I was, I'm going to be the first to admit, I was very late to the Murray party. Uh, he's really good, and I had my serious doubts about him, but this kid's good. Uh, however, like I said, he's still, you know, young quarterback. I still don't like their coach. I don't know if he lucked into that, uh, non extra point or not, but that, that was another thing that really helped the books by the way. Yeah. Uh, but you know, Russell Wilson, not playing very good ball. So I have these two teams equal. Uh, I would not go to three, which is really what it is. It's three and juice. I'm going to open three flat and they're going to probably bet me. See, I mean, I'm sure they'll bet me. See, uh, which I'm, certainly okay with but like i said I, I, even though i make power rating wise make the game pick them i give seattle a little bit of a nod because of you know the coach and the quarterback and uh when it comes to russell wilson uh they're really asking a lot of him and yesterday uh what was it jalen ramsey was a cornerback really shut down dk metcalf and i think when you get in that situation i'm not too many guys are gonna be able to do that by the way but uh they're really asking wilson to do an awful lot and uh, it came back to haunt them yesterday. It's maybe come back to haunt them a couple times in the last couple of weeks because Wilson has not looked that good. And, you know, for years I've been saying I hate rooting against this guy. But yesterday, you know, we kind of needed to beat him, and we did. 
Um, you know, but he, he's, he's not playing real well right now. I've got his QBR from yesterday, 31.1. That's one of the lowest I remember yeah. out of him because, you know, I love the guy. I talk about him all the time. He's terrific. But, uh, you know, I'm going to open three. I think they'll lay it to me. And like I said, I'm, I'm fine with that. But I do kind of like your number better, to be honest with you. But you, you got helped by that uh, kneel down, and I'm sure you got helped oh, by, yeah. by the other one that's coming up in, in the uh, Cleveland game. What is <laughs> what is next? Sunday morning. Speaking of Cleveland. Oh, there you um, go. Philly at Cleveland. By the way, how great was the five early games, six late games thing yesterday? Great. Oh, so great. good. What is it this oh. coming week? Are we reverting back to the norm, though? Yeah. Seven and I think four. Seven and four. Yeah. All right. Well, we're getting yeah. there. We're getting there. Yeah. That was a great, a great weekend where college football cooperated in terms of not being a really sexy schedule, having fifteen postponements or cancellation, and then yeah. Dustin Johnson having the decency to run away with the Masters. So there wasn't much to watch there yeah. either. Uh, and the NFL accommodating it with five early games and, and five that weren't of the sexiest matchups. Right, all the all the good ones were in the afternoon, just from a fan standpoint. Uh, what was the game with Cleveland again? Who was it? Philly at Cleveland. Oh boy, Philly, the NFC East leading Philadelphia Eagles now at three five and one. Mm-hmm. They lose to the Giants. A lot of money came in on the Eagles. Eagles ended up as a four and a half point yeah. closing favorite. They lose yeah. twenty seven to seventeen. Uh, broke an eight game winning streak against the Giants. They the Giants hadn't beaten them since twenty sixteen. Carson Wentz twenty one for thirty seven two oh eight. No touchdowns, no picks, and there's the sacks. Three sacks. Man, does he get sacked a lot this year. Uh, 0 for 9 on third down. The Eagles were 0 for 9 on third down. That's 0 for 9, 1 for 3 on fourth. First game for the Eagles franchise since 2004 without a third down conversion. Think about that. 16 years they've gone without getting a third down conversion. They had 11 penalties for 74 yards. And then in one of these, I mean, this is really the theme of yesterday. Analytics gone bad. Wentz and the Eagles go for two, down twenty-one to seventeen in the third quarter. But can we please yeah, stop? Yeah, what's that? Can we please stop with this? Someone, I mean, you know, it's it's so funny how we can anything can be justified, but in that moment, you know, because you can you can take it to you know chess plays uh, plays forward and be like, well, yeah, but if then if they end up with the field goal and blah blah blah, you'll still be you know, no 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 no, just cut it to three. What are we doing here? Uh, it's the third quarter, for God's sakes. So they don't get it, by the way. Not that it would have mattered, perhaps, in the end. But it's just, you know, they went for two earlier. Okay, that cut it to, uh, you know, to a three-point game. But then on this one, you're not going to go for a, a, a one to cut it to a three-point game? I, I don't understand anymore. Um, so Philly loses, but they still lead the NFC East at 3-5-1. and one. Again, a division that I say to folks, why would you want to win this and have a draft pick at least nine or ten picks worse than you would if you don't. Um, <laughs> then there's the Browns. The Browns beat the Texans, uh, and they and they beat them by the final score of ten to seven. And uh, Baker Mayfield was twelve of twenty for one thirty-two, no touchdowns, no picks, sacked once, one hundred thirty-two yards passing. They got it done on the ground as they should have in that weather. Uh, Nick Chubb nineteen for one twenty-six and a touchdown. Kareem Hunt, 19 for 104. But obviously the headline of this game is it's 10 to 7, and Chubb on a scamper from the Browns' own 40-yard line, full sprint. Instead of going the full 60, he goes 59 and makes a hard left out of bounds at the 1 in the clear with under a minute left. So Cleveland minus 3, 
ends up pushing. Cleveland minus three and a half is a loss. Houston plus three and a half is a win. Uh, they kneeled twice after that to preserve the 10 to seven win. Now, unlike the Kingsbury play, let me just say this. <laughs> this is like the Todd Gurley thing against the Packers a few years back or a couple years ago. I don't even remember now, a couple years ago, where in the case of Gurley with the Packers, if Gurley goes into the end zone and they kick the extra point, it's still a nine point lead. I think with less than two minutes or less than it was, it was definitely less than two minutes against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Okay, it's Aaron Rodgers. There might be a little time on the clock where he could do something. Maybe you could make the case for that, even though it's two scores. I still have my doubts. This one yesterday, you are essentially turning a 99.9% win probability into 100%. I get it. It's 100%. Okay, I'm not going to go nuts. But what are we doing? Really, what are we? these games are tough enough to beat betting normally. And he goes out of bounds like that, and you're just like, uh, okay. Wow. So this makes NFL this makes betting on the NFL even harder now that guys have these ideas in their head like okay everybody's telling me I should go out of bounds. By the way, that's what Chubb claimed. But uh, here's here's Dave Purdom in uh, at espn.com. He said that at William Hill, 89% of the money bet on the point spread was on Cleveland, according to data reported by the bookmaker an hour before kickoff. Jeff Stoneback over at BetMGM in Nevada. Texans covering the spread produced a mid-six-figure swing in favor of the house and a collective moan from the crowd at betters at the Mirage. Uh, DraftKings reported taking significantly more money on the Browns than the Texans. Action on Cleveland resulted in what DraftKings Sportsbook director Johnny Avello characterized as, quote, a pretty sizable swing, unquote. Johnny's never uh, committed on that stuff. ESPN's win probability metric showed Cleveland had a greater than 99.9% chance of winning, whether Chubb scored or not at that point. And Cleveland coach Kevin Stefanski said he wouldn't have gotten mad at Chubb had he scored, but that he had gave Chubb the team's code phrase, no moss, instructing him to go down after a first down and not score. By the way, no moss, of course, made famous by Roberto Duran, uh, uh, hands of stone, manos de piedra, in his uh, rematch with Ray Leonard, when Ray Leonard uh, mugged him, bolo punched him, eighth round TKO in their rematch. Sorry, I'm a Ray Leonard fan. I was getting excited there yeah, for a second. Your DC roots yeah, are showing yeah, here. Sorry, uh, that's good. I got carried away. <laughs> we're, we're off ball. That was twenty some years I'm ago. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Pardon me. So, so what was the game anyway? I mean, so and let's get back. Philadelphia, Cleveland. I'll say super quick. It's worth noting that that game uh, went down was was bet down from fifty four to forty five point five and still went way under. Still the went way under. Cleveland windy games. Yeah. That's two weeks in a row. And yeah. didn't and didn't compare at all to the weather the in the in New England last night, which was a monsoon. I'll say Cleveland minus three, but man, these decisions that, that some teams are making at the ends of games, Chrissy, they seem, how can I put this? Almost like they're trying to, they're trying to be smarter. They're trying to do what they think is smart, not actually knowing what they're doing. Right. Uh, you know, I'm like that. Yeah, you're reading too many books. You know, I'm a, I'm a big reader, but you know, let's draw the line at some point. You know, not everything is a conspiracy. Not everything you do is uh, analytically correct. And I, and I would say that about Philly. Uh, once again, Gilly, here we go with the same theme. I like your number better. Um, my power ratings come to two. I, I'm really, I'm not enamored with Cleveland, and a lot of it is Baker Mayfield. I hate to say. Uh, but I see three and a half juice on the dog, three juice on the favorites. 
you know, either way you go here, that's the way they're going to bet you. I'm going to open three and definitely take a bet. Um, you know, not that I really like Philly. Matter of fact, I have a, a number here that I want to quote uh, from Paul Hembikides, and he goes on Twitter. Paul Hembo, H-E-M-B-O, Paul Hembo on Twitter. Uh, he's a producer at ESPN, and he and I have exchanged a couple uh, uh, direct messages on Twitter. Anyway, Carson Wentz has six games with a QBR under 50, leads the NFL. I mean, hmm. we've got to stop making excuses for this guy. And I know we're talking about injuries and all that other stuff. Uh, Baker Mayfield has four. You know, so, you know, but Wentz is clearly the favorite. And there's a couple other guys. We might get to a couple of them later on. I don't want to go through the whole list right now. But go to, go to, Hall, <clears throat> excuse me, Paul Hembikides, Paul Hembo on Twitter. He's a great follow. A lot of, a lot of great little stats, little tidbits that you might not pick up on. Uh, but like I said, I'm not crazy about Philly either. My numbers come to two. Uh, I'm going to open three, and they'll probably lay it to me. But it's one of those. If I open three and a half, they take it. If I open three, they're going to lay it. I'm going to open three, definitely take a bet. Because I, I just think it's going to be a tight game. I'm not crazy about the way Cleveland's playing either myself. So, Yeah, for sure. And by the way, Eagles, one and a half game lead still in the NFC. Yeah. So they can still absorb you know, some of this. And, and we, there was that prop over there at uh, – was it, was it DraftKings that, that they had the NFC East winner? They had this up earlier in the season. I'm not sure if it's still up there. Seven and a half wins for the NFC East winner. And the under was was plus money. And the plus money came down. But, man, right now to, to think a team could get yeah. to eight wins, like Philly would have to go five and two the rest of the way. That ain't happening. There's no way. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. get to What's the Giants have to go? Giants have to go six and one. Is that right? Yeah, they're playing some good football. They ain't going six and one. I got news for you. No, yeah, Giants would have to go six and one. Yeah, they'd have to go to go eight and eight. They'd have to go six and one. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, and then you take a team like what is it? So they're the Giants are three and seven. No, pardon me. They'd have to go five and one. Pardon me. Giants would have to go five and one. Giants have a bye this week. Yeah, and they're they're seven and three against the spread. They're surprisingly good against. Yeah, the they ain't going five yeah, and one though. They are. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Dallas and Washington would both have to go six and one. Good luck to you. Yeah, not good. All right, we'll come back. More guessing lines is all uh, brought. Skill Alexander. It's Chris Andrews, the sports book director here at the South Point Hotel Casino. Chrissy, what's next on Sunday morning? Uh, another pretty good one. Atlanta, New Orleans. But we have some question marks for New Orleans, of course. Yeah, so this will have to be a yeah. if Drew Brees yeah. plays line or if he doesn't line. Right. Brees yesterday. And I, I – Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to interrupt you and say I see no lines on this game. Oh. So, or the next one either. So, oh, okay. you know, save a little time on some of these. All right. Well, Atlanta's off a bye, so we don't have anything to say about the three and six Falcons. Uh, New Orleans does beat the Niners yesterday. They do cover. Uh, they cover 27 to 13 was the final score. It was a 10 or nine and a half point closing number. They they cover largely because they got two muffed punts from the Niners. Yeah. So they didn't look that good. Yeah. Um, but they do get the cover, be- but largely because of those breeze, by the way, before he went out. Actually, after he went out, he, he here's the thing. He got hurt and stayed in the game for the rest of the first half. Yeah. So I can't really say yeah. before he got hurt. Uh, Breeze was 8 of 13 in the end for 76 yards, one touchdown, no picks. He was not sacked. But the play on which he was hurt, 
Uh, he absorbed yeah. a big hit that led to a, a personal foul penalty on uh, Kentavious Street with eight minutes, 20 seconds remaining in the second quarter. Breeze uh, has missed only six games because of injury in his 20-year NFL career, five of them in 2019 because of a torn thumb ligament, people will remember. I didn't even think that was a personal foul. I thought that was an awful call. I thought call. that was a terrible call. Yeah. Terrible call. But apparently, the guy did everything he could to not uh, rough the passer and got called for it. That horrible call. He got flagged for playing football, Chris. Flagged yeah. for playing football. Uh, Jameis came in. He was 6 of 10 for 63. No touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked twice. It was, it was all Alvin Kamara on offense. <laughs> 8 of 15 on the ground for two touchdowns. 7 of 83 through the air. Uh, receiving that is for a touchdown as well. Three touchdowns for Kamara. But the Saints were 1 of 10 on third down. They were one of one on fourth. They only had 237 total yards, but plus two in turnovers. And, that, and that's the ball game right there. The turnovers held the Niners to 49 yards rushing. Uh, so if it's Breeze, I, I would say it's close to a touchdown. I, I would say minus six. If it's not Breeze, it'll be significantly lower than that. Probably a field goal. But you said there's no line, so I don't know. Well, I saw some look-ahead lines. We're, we're looking like about six and a half, seven. Yeah. Uh, you know, with Breeze healthy, uh, I personally like a lower. I'm thinking like a five myself. I think Atlanta's really playing well. Uh, Raheem Morris, you know, I don't think he was very good as a Tampa uh, coach. He had his moments where he was, but you know, maybe he learned some things in the you know the years uh, in, in between because he's got this team playing really well. And Atlanta was one of those teams out, you know, they, they have talent and they, there was just something missing and maybe Morris is hitting the right buttons, uh, but they're playing well. So I, I mean, to me, like I said, I have a number of five and while we're on the subject, cause I think people are putting home field advantage. I got a few quotes in here that I want to make and I want to credit them properly. Uh, Andrew Siciliano of the NFL network said straight up going into this weekend, Home teams were 65, 67, and one straight up. Now they did have, they were seven, four, and two, or um, that uh, they were 11 and two yesterday, but they were favored in nine games. So that's going to skew things a little bit. But even including yesterday's play, 76, 69, and one, just straight up winners. Yeah. According to Dave Tooley, you know, from VSIN, going into this weekend, home teams were 61, 70, and two against the spread. And including yesterday, 68, 74, and 4. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, 
Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. So I think, you know, people that are adding home field advantage, it, it, it's a mistake. There is now, one more from field. a VSIN guy. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, this is from Jeff Vogel. Uh, and he posted this, I believe, on Friday. Jeff Vogel, VSIN guy, great follow on Twitter. This is quoting Jeff. Indy's win at Tennessee last night pushed the full season scoreboard differential to plus 19 for visitors through 134 games. Counting OT games is zero to keep everything at 60 minutes. Home field advantage, he puts that in quotes, right now is minus 0.14 points per game. Median result is still a zero, and that's OT which would be an OT game. That, that was so that's quoting Jeff. Oh, I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. I was just going to say that was probably predictable. We've seen home field, um, you know, without the fans and other sports act the same way. Well, it was it was predictable in the sense when when whatever outfit put out the whole grid of games, all 200 and all 256, is it, NFL games uh, in the lines way back when in the middle of the spring, when you did the crunching of the numbers, it was only one and a half even then. And that was already sort of allowing for the fact that it might be nothing. Now what Chrissy's saying is it's nothing at all. Come back, Chrissy, because I don't know if you finished your thought. We'll, we'll finish the thought on that. Coming back, guessing lines right here. Week 11 on a numbers game at Visa, the Esports Betting Network. Tonight's game is between the Bears and the Vikings. Bears, three-point home dogs. I'll take it. Yeah, I will too. Yeah, it feels Bears-ish to me. Certainly the Bears feel like a good teaser leg as well. Yep. You can stop Dalvin Cook, which the Bears appear to be built to do. Beat us, Kirk Cousins. In prime time. Yeah. A lot of people throwing around the Kirk Cousins primetime stat or Monday Night Football stat where he's 0 for 9. Um, yeah, I think it sets up nicely for the Bears. Uh, let's take a, let's do a little tweets here. We get tweets at beating the book real quick. Uh, Fadi Bahura. No better way to start work Monday morning. Thank you, Gilly Chris. Thank you for listening. Uh, great Monday morning tradition. Tim Johnson. I think the players were just ready to get the game over with in uh, Cleveland yesterday, especially after the weather they had to deal with. If Chubb scores, that game probably takes another five to ten minutes. You know what, Tim? You might be right. <laughs> Even though they're saying that was their plan, maybe that was behind their plan, too. A little bit of that. Let's get out of here. Um, nemesis enforcer. Maybe it's a Georgia thing. Chubb and Gurley not scoring in the wrong moment. When players and analytics collide, you're telling me. All right, Chrissy, did you uh, did you finish the home field advantage thought? Because I think it's a great one. Oh, I just want to throw in one more thing. Ed Fang, who uh, really smart guy. I think he's been on decent a couple of times. Oh, sure. I've done his podcast. Yeah, real smart, smart guy. Coming into this year, and I don't know how long it was. But it was just last year. You know, was uh, a couple years involved. He said home field advantage was worth 1.7 points. So this standard three that we're giving is just too much. And like I said, this year I'm making my numbers with no home field advantage. Certain cases you give it to. Like I said, I like the Seahawks with a little home field advantage this week on a short week. And I I think that means a little something. But ordinarily, I think uh, home field essentially means nothing. All right, let's move on Sunday morning. Okay, this one, there's no numbers whatsoever. It's Detroit and Carolina. We've got question marks with both quarterbacks, both starting quarterbacks. Although, from what I hear, both are pretty likely to play, but uh, no numbers whatsoever that I see. Yeah, I have in my notes, I have Bridgewater hurt? Question mark. I wasn't even sure myself at the end of that game. Uh, Carolina, uh, it's Detroit at Carolina. Let's start with the visiting Detroit Lions. Detroit gives up a 21-point lead to Washington 
only to yeah. win it on a 59-yarder yeah. with no time left. Thanks in part and in big part to a Chase Young horrific roughing the passer on uh, Stafford well after the whistle. Just brutal. And Prater sinks the 59-yarder to uh, beat the uh, Washington football team. Stafford was 24 of 33 for 276, three touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked once. DeAndre Swift. The coming out party of DeAndre Swift, uh, seemingly more and more every week. 16 carries for 81 yards, five catches for 68 and a touchdown. Uh, Marvin Jones, eight for 96 and a touchdown. And Carolina, uh, they lose to Tampa Bay. Played with the Bucks for for a half of this game, and then the Bucks yeah. just ran away with it. And I do mean run. Uh, Ronald Jones, the second, with a 98 yarder to the house. Uh, the big play, Bridgewater, Bridgewater yesterday, 18 of 24 for 136. Think about that, 18 for 136. Uh, two touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked once. DJ Moore, four for 96 and a touchdown. But they were one of nine on third down. They only had 187 total yards. Defense set them up uh, at least once in that ball game. They were out first down by the Bucks, thirty to thirteen. They were outgained five forty four to one eighty seven. I don't think I remember a bigger difference in yards in a game this year. Almost four hundred yards. Jeez, two ten to sixty five on the ground. Yeah, that's ridiculous, right? Time of possession thirty six oh five to twenty three fifty five. So there's no line if, if they're if they're both playing. I would think Carolina is a favorite, and I would say Carolina a little bit more than a field goal. I'd say Carolina minus four if they do. I got Carolina minus three if they do. That's my number. Again, no home field advantage, yeah. no anything. And McCaffrey, might, look and McCaffrey might play too, right? Yeah, I was looking at Tampa. Oh, man, New Orleans, New Orleans. Excuse me. I'm just going off on a little bit of a tangent. Yeah, I'm looking here at New Orleans the week before. Oh, okay, Tampa the week before. I'm sorry. Tampa, I mean, such an aberration for how poorly they played, you know, uh, and then had a fantastic game yesterday. <laughs> really played unbelievably well. So it just shows you how crazy this NFL is uh, from week to week. So, yeah, because I thought Tampa looked great yesterday and looked absolutely horrible the week before. So, uh, you know, but Carolina, I thought, played okay. And uh, I, I would have them three over Detroit if both quarterbacks are healthy. Let's do another one. Let's sneak another one here before the break. New England at Houston. New England at Houston, New England with the outright winner last night in the monsoon in Foxborough. Yeah. Um, go back to my college days in Boston. I'm like, why, why would people live in this weather? It's horrific. I love you, Boston, though. It's a great place to go to school. Uh, it was just a monsoon. New England gets it done, uh, beats Baltimore 23-17, to 17, does so as six-and-a-half-point closing dogs there, consensus. Cam was 13 of 17 for 118. Touchdown, no picks. He was sacked once. Jacoby Myers, the law firm of Jacoby Myers, for all your personal injury needs. <laughs> One of one as a, as a passer for 24 yards of the touchdown. He also caught five for 59. Uh, Damian Harris, 22 for 121 on the ground. That was the key. Uh, New England's four and five. Good for Bill Belichick and the Patriots. They're at Houston. Houston, as we mentioned, loses in bad weather to Cleveland. Deshaun was 20 of 30 for 163. One touchdown, no picks. He was sacked twice. He takes a lot of sacks. Twice in this one. 243 total yards was all Houston can muster. I'll say... Um, I'll say New England minus two and a half at Houston. Gilly, that's exactly my number. New England two and a half. Unfortunately, well, fortunately or unfortunately, that's not the number I see out there. So once again, I like your number better. I see it anywhere from pick 
to the Texans as much as a one and a half point favorite. Uh, you know, again, I'm going to open. Yeah, I know. Texans have just gone south. And uh, Romeo Cornell, by all accounts, a wonderful, wonderful human being. But he's not doing a great job coaching this team. And I heard they're even thinking about keeping him for next year. Oof, I don't know about that. Well, probably the same guy that traded DeAndre Hopkins is making that decision. So, uh, but I, I made New England two and a half. That's what my uh, numbers came to. And again, I think people are putting in a home field advantage that should not exist. I'm going to open pick again, just because I see it as high as Houston one and a half. So I expect them to bet Houston on me, which is just fine. Wow. So Cleveland-Houston was the one that I thought was the most perplexing last week. And if Chubb doesn't go out of bounds, that one works. And here's New England-Houston. So clearly it's the Texans that me and the market just don't see eye to eye on. Like, I just don't get it with the Texans. What am I missing? Anything? Nothing. The Patriots are going to win that game. <laughs> there it is. You don't even have to watch. We'll come back. More more guessing lines. Coming back on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Let's get through a couple more of these games here on Sunday. Okay, listen, before we go further, I, I don't know if people are listening to our show or uh, cooler heads are prevailing, but the Patriots are going to the favorite right now. Okay. Um, okay. There goes virtually, my teams. Well, bet your, if you got if you even see pick them, I would say bet it now because they're going New England is going to the favorite. They're going to the favorite. Okay. So I'm going to certainly open one and if I see a one and a half, I'm opening that. Because uh, the, even the pickums are starting to disappear right now. Well, uh, we, we would love to think that's based on our discussion here before the break. Um, <laughs> but but I'm, I'm saying that do, it doesn't like how does it even come out the other way? That's yeah. nuts to me. Like I just don't understand what the deal is with the Texans. I thought it was a mispriced number last week against or this, yeah. yesterday against yeah, the Browns. Absolutely. Okay, so it's it's a pickum. So again. You can't bet the, the Patriots on a tease, on a perfect tease anymore if you could at one and a half or whatever it was on the Texans yeah, in some spots. Uh, but, man, that would have been sweet. Um, oh, here's yeah. a Joe Pita. Is that a Joe Pita tweet you want to just throw up real quick about the uh, how incredible is Bernard Longer making the cut at the 2020 Masters? Longer has competed in a major against Gene Sarazen, born 1902, <laughs> and Abel Gallegos, born 2002. <laughs> Uh, opponents born 100 years apart. Sarazen played his last major at the 76 Open Championship. Langer's first, yeah. Bernard Langer, good for him. Uh, getting it done, making the cut. The oldest player to ever make a cut at Augusta. All right. Um, all right, cooler heads prevailing, as you're saying, on New England at Houston. Yeah. That one made no sense to me. What's next? Yeah, the board's lighting up. Anyway, let's uh, move on. Steelers at the Jaguars. We're drunk with power right now, Chrissy, aren't we? Uh, Steelers, Steelers are nine to zero. Uh, boy, boy, Cincinnati was the squarest of square dogs yesterday. It felt like I didn't know one person. I said on primetime action Friday night, I go, you know what scares me about this game? I don't know one person who likes the Steelers against the number, uh, and that's assuming Big Ben came back and he did. Uh, got the negatives he needed after uh, being on the COVID nineteen reserve list from tracing. Big Ben yesterday against the uh, Bengals and the. Uh, Steelers 36 to 10 win as six and a half point favorites. He was 27 of 46 for 333, four touchdowns, no picks, uh, no sacks. Johnson six uh, six for 116. That's uh, Deontay six for 116 for a touchdown. Juju nine for 77 in the touchdown. Claypool four for 56, two touchdowns. Steelers only needed 44 rushing yards, but they were plus two in turnovers. That helps. And they're at Jacksonville. Jacksonville get all, got all of us who, uh, or gave all of us who had the Packers and Survivor a big scare. Yeah. 
Jake Luton, 18 for 35, 169, one touchdown, one pick. He was sacked three times. James Robinson, again, filling up the stat sheet, 23 for 109. Only 260 total yards of offense for Jacksonville. They were helped by a Keelan Cole 91-yard punt return for a touchdown yesterday. I'll say Pittsburgh. Wow, I mean, this is going to be a big survivor pick for anybody who has Pittsburgh left. Pittsburgh minus, you know, again, home field doesn't mean anything, but I get a feeling in these lines they're somehow incorporated. So I'll say it's only, in quotes, Pittsburgh minus 10. Yeah, it's only 10. <laughs> My, uh, uh, well, here's, uh, I know, and well, it was a little later in the day, I'm sure a couple guys would have the drinking game going. Diminishing returns. Yeah. Uh, my power ratings come to 16 on this game because uh, I, I think the Jaguars are probably as bad as we thought they were going to be at the beginning of the year. And Luton, he, I mean, he played okay. I mean, for a guy that didn't get drafted, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But, uh, you know, I think just Green Bay was just not into that game yesterday. They were just, you know, walking through it. But anyway, my power rates come to 16. I see it pretty much a universal 10. You know, I I think that's actually okay because, you know, I, I know Pittsburgh could sleepwalk through some of these games too, just like Green Bay did yesterday. And that's probably what I would expect them to do this Sunday. You know, they got big games coming up, including, uh, you know, the following week against um, uh, against the, the Ravens. So um, they're not going to show everything. So 10, I think, is a fine number, even though my numbers come a lot higher. Chris, yeah. I have a question for you. Why do you think Big Ben is not getting any conversation in the MVP race? It has nothing to do with yeah, my large future on Ben Roethlisberger to win the MVP. <laughs> Jason's asking questions through well, his bets. I, I think he's starting to now, you know, now that, I mean, cause everybody like two, three weeks ago, we just had Russell Wilson as be like, probably like a one to five favorite. You know I mean? Everybody just assumed he was going to get it, but now it's opened way up. And I think pe- people are opening their eyes to, you know, I mean, Ben needs weapons, but so does every quarterback, you know, I mean, look with the, what Mahomes has at KC. Um, but yeah, he, listen, he's got some weapons back that he, they didn't have at all last year in the brief time that he played. Uh, but yeah, I think he'll be in the conversation from here on. So anyway, uh, Jason, let me see what I could do to, uh, enhance your position here. I'd love to see <laughs> well, him we're increasing it. him being in the conversation by having the conversation. So yeah, yeah, there Is that you what you're doing. Well, well, we influenced the Patriot line we did. You know, universally quickly. Maybe we could do something with big Ben. So That's here you go. I will say with the MVP race, though, Patrick Mahomes is LeBron, right? Like, I think we'll get to the point with Patrick Mahomes where you could give it to him every year. Um, With LeBron, that's certainly the thing, and they just decide, well, we'll give it to this guy this year. We'll give it to that guy. But he's always in the conversation. You can always make a case for him. I don't think Mahomes has enough on his uh, bookcase yet to be there, but I think we'll get there with him. But this feels to me, now that Russell Wilson has sort of abdicated – you know, the uh, the throne here, the leader in the clubhouse, if I can mix all kinds of metaphors, I kind of think mm-hmm. it's Mahomes. Who's next? Kyler Murray in the conversation yep. before Big Ben? He's in it. Yeah. Yeah. But they, they're they not going to win their division probably. And they might. They're not going to have as good of a season as the Steelers are likely or the Chiefs. This, it really Kyler Murray, they're 6-3. and three. They're, they're tied for the top of the division. Yeah. You never know. We'll yeah. see. Rodgers is in the conversation for sure. Oh, yeah. Rodgers quietly doing his Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. Yeah, he's a yeah, he's totally Brady might get a little bit. Brady might get some acknowledgement. You know, you never know. So yeah. it's wide open. Still a lot of football play. Yeah, if you throw out if you throw out games against New Orleans, what is it? The game against New Orleans. Yeah. 
Tom Brady, 21 touchdowns and two picks. <laughs> that's pretty. I'm, yeah. I'm told that's good. It's impressive. 43 <laughs> years old or 33 years old. Yeah. 39 ain't 29. Remember Shaq said that? Uh, 43 doing pretty good. Uh, should we? No, we probably shouldn't squeeze in one. Well, let's see. What's the next game here, Chris? Good one. Green Bay at Indianapolis. Oh, yeah. We don't have enough time to do this. But it is 7-2 and two Green Bay against 6-3 and three Indianapolis. Rodgers in that game against Jacksonville. 24 of 34 for 325. Two touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked once. Valdez-Scantling. Marquez Valdez-Scantling was his uh, big target. Four for 149 and a touchdown. Big 78-yard touchdown in that game against Jacksonville yesterday. And Green Bay's 24 to 20 win. Not even coming close to covering the 14 points. And like I said, for survivor players like myself who had them, sweat. And then there's Indianapolis. They'll be on extra rest. Remember, they doubled up Tennessee on Thursday night where Phillip Rivers was 29 of 39 for 308. One touchdown, no picks. He was sacked once. Naeem Hines, two touchdowns, one on the ground, one through the air. 430 total yards of offense in that strange game Thursday night where Indianapolis felt like Tennessee just stopped playing in the second half. And we went through the whole dissertation Friday about how Phillip Rivers won't sneak the football, and yet they still won it that way. Uh, I'll say Indianapolis, but not quite by three, by two and a half. We'll get Chrissy's response next. Guessing Lines, week 11, right here on a numbers game at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Our number two of a numbers game right here at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, Series XM Channel 204, VEASAN.com, the VEASAN app, Phobos, Lincoln Game Plus. It is Gil Alexander. Jason Kahn is here as well, asking questions through the prism of his bets, just to try to manifest Big Ben to uh, MVP. I don't know if it's going to happen, but not terrible. By the way, I just think he should be in the conversation. That's all. all right. I mean, his team's undefeated. Nine and oh, you think they can get there? Just have him in the conversation. I don't think they'll be undefeated, undefeated. Okay, but, but if he goes 16 and oh, that would help your cause, right? For sure. So that's what you should be rooting for. Okay, I'm rooting for that. Okay, that's that's your in. That's your in. We've identified your in. Uh, it's all about guessing lines for week 11 and trying to extract value from the exercise of guessing lines. Uh, and uh, Chris Andrews and I, Chrissy, uh, my mishpucha, we've, we've already decided that we moved the New England-Houston line moments ago. <laughs> That's what we're going with. Uh, Chris, uh, Green Bay at Indianapolis is an early game still Sunday? Uh, no, that got moved to the afternoon. Oh, you know, okay. It's in the early rotation that moved to the afternoon. Yeah, because that's a game between division leaders right there. Indianapolis, a co-leader with Tennessee in the AFC South. Uh, I'll say, uh, <coughs> given given the backdrop of what I just mentioned before, I'll say Indianapolis minus two and a half. You're a shade high. It's one and a half and two. Uh, right. My numbers still come to Green Bay one. Um you know, listen, Indianapolis is playing much better in the last couple of weeks, but I still have my questions about them as a team and uh, Rivers uh, specifically. I quoted Hembo before talking about uh, Wentz having six games under under 50 for a QBR. That's, you know, tops in the league. But, uh, well, Drew Locke, we'll get to him in a little bit from Denver a second. But there's a bunch with four, and Rivers is among them. I mean, he, he plays really well, and he had a great game. I thought he and the team looked fantastic Thursday night. But I'm not letting one game, you know, get a hold of me that much. Um, you know, they are playing better as a team. But I still think – I like Green Bay to go in there and win this game. I make them a very slight favorite. I make them one. Uh, like I see, I see a one-and-a-half and two. Now, I think I'll open a one-and-a-half. Yeah, they might bet me the Colts. If I see a drop in them, I'm going to drop because I do. I think Green Bay should be a very, very slight favorite in this game. Yeah, and I went through it Friday. Eight circumstances against the Titans 
where Philip Rivers could have snuck the football. They chose not to mm-hmm. do it. The eighth time uh-huh. was was a was a pinch sneak from Jacoby Brissett. So it was sort of like right. Philip Rivers finally coming out and uh, and saying, uh, "Yeah, I don't do this." And maybe it's in my contract. I'm just not letting you guys know. Um, but I, I just think that that is a competitive disadvantage. It was for the Chargers all those years. It is for the Colts in those moments. Those are high leverage situations. For those wondering, why do you keep harping on the sneak thing? Because those are high leverage situations in football games. And when you have money on these, it's the equivalent, again, of runners in scoring position in baseball. It's as if when runners are on second and third, a batter goes, yeah, I can't do this. You're going to have to sub me out right here. Somebody else got to come in and do this for me. It's just, it's the weirdest thing. And it was, it not enough has been made of it throughout his career and it's rearing its head. And I think it will rear its head in a very key situation for the Colts moving forward. Just file that away. So you've got it as Colts minus one and a half. Is that what you said? I'm in open one. Gil, my question, Yes. and somebody brought this up on Twitter. I, was, I can't remember what. How did Tennessee not know that was going to be a sneak when they brought it in, uh, uh, in, in when they brought in Jacoby Brissett. I, I mean, one, I, I didn't even realize he was in there, but I mean, a coach is supposed to understand that, you know, geez. Yeah. You would have thought. Talk about telegraphing. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We're halfway through. What's next? Cincinnati at your Washington football team. Washington still alive in the NFC East. Despite, yeah. despite their loss to uh, Detroit yesterday, and Cincinnati again got housed by the uh, Steelers. Cincinnati's two six and one. Washington is two and seven. So Washington is what that makes them a game and a half back in the uh, NFC East. Is that what it comes out to? Yeah, game and a half back. Um, I messes everything up. Yeah. Um, Joe Burrow yesterday, twenty one of forty against the Steelers. For 213, one touchdown, no picks. He was sacked four times. T. Higgins is his dude, though. That's his uh, target. Seven for 115 and a touchdown. The Bengals were 0 for 13 on third downs. <laughs> Two for three on fourth. Two for three on fourth. Uh, they were minus two in turnovers were the Bengals. They're 0 17 and 1 in their last 18 road games. They're 420 and 1 under Zach Taylor. Should I stop? Because I could go on and on all day with these. But, uh, by the way, they're ridiculous on fourth downs this year, like 14 of 16. It's Gil Alexander. It's Chrissy Andrews. This is a numbers game right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, Sirius XM Channel 204, VEASAN.com, the VEASAN app, Fubo Sling and Game Plus. But Cincinnati 0 for 13, 0 for 13 on third downs against the Steelers yesterday. Uh, and then there's Washington. Alex Smith, 38 yeah. for 55 and 390. No touchdowns, no picks, sacked twice. Now, I said this before the season even started. I said if Alex Smith takes even one snap and throws one forward pass, and I said I don't care if he throws it into the dirt, he's your comeback player of the year. Well, barring a Kirk Cousins or Nick Foles explosion tonight, he will have thrown for the most yards in the NFL this weekend, 390. He is your comeback player of the year End of the discussion. I wonder what the odds were on him uh, leading the week in passing. Oh, man. I'm terrified every time he backs up to pass. You are not alone. Yeah. It's just, it's just not fun to watch. Terry McLaurin always fills up a stat sheet, 7 for 95. Antonio Gibson with two fourth-quarter touchdowns. 464 total yards for Washington. Again, they made up a 21-point deficit in this game, uh, only to lose at the end on a Matt Prater 59-yarder to win it after uh, – Washington tied it up at 24 apiece. Three plays was all it took to get to Prater's 59-yard attempt, largely because of Chase Young's horrific roughing the passer penalty. 
I'll take Chase Young every day, but man, that was bad. Uh, Cincinnati at Washington, real barn burner. Washington, I mean, I'll split the difference between a pick'em and a three, and I'll just say one and a half to be lazy. Uh, it's one or one and a half. I, I like Washington one a little better. Matter of fact, my numbers have Cincy a very, very slight favorite. I'm not sure that's actually correct. Uh, a couple of things that really probably should have uh, alerted us before the game uh, in the Cincinnati game. Mike Tomlin, and I didn't hear this till after the game, but he said, you know, we wanted to introduce Joe Burrow, I'm paraphrasing, that we wanted to introduce Joe Burrow to the Pittsburgh Steelers and show him what he has to look forward to twice a year for the rest of his career. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so that team was a little focused, I would say, you know. Uh, and But, you know, Alex Smith played fantastic. But, uh, Jason, what's wrong with uh, Ben Roethlisberger, comeback player of the year? You know, he's got to be in that conversation, too, I guess. No. But uh, it'll go to Alex Smith. Yeah. It'll go to Smith. Um, yeah, I don't have a bet on anyway, Ben Roethlisberger. Have you seen the E60 on Alex Smith, Chris? You got, I did. Oh, it's hard to watch. It's hard yeah. to watch. But you, it's just <sighs> why he's even yeah. playing, I have no idea. Yeah. I think I'd have packed her up uh, yeah. you know, if I were him. He's made plenty of money. Plenty. And uh, Wife and kids, know. pack it up. Yeah. Yeah. Seems like a really good guy. Totally. You know. Great. You know, you know yeah, he ended, to to ended up having a very good career. People thought he was a bust. Yeah. He ended up having a really good career. Got Kaepernicked in San Francisco. Played yeah. well. And then, you know, got Mahomes'd. In Kansas City. He had a couple playoff wins with San Francisco, if I remember correctly, like before Kaepernick. Like he, he oh, yeah, had that yeah. great game against New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I wish him the best. <laughs> Certainly do. Just Gil, hope, by the way, yes. before we let our influence in the market go to our heads, <laughs> well, at least for me personally, yes. Yes. <laughs> the Colts are going to like a two-and-a-half and, and three-point favorite uh, as we speak. I had two and a half. Money showing on the cold. My head's okay, just getting well, bigger. I had a Green Bay one. So maybe it's me that my head's too big, which <laughs> I guess it is too big if you ever saw it. <laughs> so I'm going to open a little higher. I'm going to see what the market settles at. But probably I'm looking at two and a half because, like I said, there are some threes around. By the way, Chrissy, you're feeling better, yes? You sound like you're feeling much yeah. better. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I've, I've been negative for quite a while, but uh, yeah. we had some other issues we had to clear up. So, you know. Okay. All right. All right. One more? Yeah, yeah. We got plenty more. What's next? Tennessee at Baltimore. Well, that's good, too. So Tennessee in a co-lead for the AFC South uh, division, 6-3. and three. Baltimore now 6-3. and three. Ryan Tannehill yeah. in that game this past Thursday night was only 15 of 27 for 147. One touchdown, no picks. He was sacked once. Uh, Derrick Henry was 19 for 103. Last night, Baltimore in the monsoon against the Patriots. And again, they lose it outright. That got all of three survivors out of three. 310 went down to 301 in Circa. As I mentioned, six, yeah. uh, six on, the, uh, on the Eagles, three on the Ravens. Uh, Jackson, Lamar, was 24 for 34 yesterday for 249. Two touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked twice. 11 carries for 55 yards. Now, um, here's the thing. There's an epidemic of bad spotting of footballs, too. Can I just mention this? There was one really bad spot late in this game for New England. First of all, Baltimore got screwed a couple times. One on the bad spot, but one that Judon penalty on defense was so ticky-tack. Um, kept the drive going for New England. Uh, but the spotting thing, like, this is an epidemic. Did you see Miami-Virginia Tech on Saturday? There was at least three occasions, twice for the Canes, one for the Hokies, where nine yards were gained 
or it was just one yard shy of the, of the mark or two gain. And the refs just casually like, yeah, my first down. And they move the chains. And I'm just like, is anybody going to complain about this over and over and over again? Like, people are betting on this stuff. Stop it. If it's nine yards, it's nine yards. They should be able to integrate technology into the spotting and make it a lot more uh, seamless. It's like Todd Wishnev's old, what he called the zigzag diagonal spotting of, <laughs> of referees. Anyway, there's one of these in this <laughs> game, too. Uh, it was a total monsoon. By the end of that game, it really looked like Baltimore just wanted to get the heck out of there. But Baltimore uh, is is facing Tennessee. Tennessee with a little bit of extra rest. This is a tough one to make because yeah. I think if I make it, if it's Baltimore three or four, everybody will bet Baltimore. If it's Baltimore six or seven, everybody will bet the Titans. So I'll just put it in no man's land at five and a half and let the hate wash over me. What is this one going to be? Well, I kind of like your number better once again. I see six and six and a half. Ooh. I that my numbers came to four and a half. Um, I, neither team is playing that great right now. Uh, a month ago, this would have been a much better game. Uh, but like I said, both teams I think have hit the skids a little bit. Um, I, I you know I thought four and a half you know at first glance looked a little cheap, and and maybe it is. But uh, six, six and a half looks a little too high. But I'm going to open six just because there's higher numbers out there. And uh, if they want to bet me Baltimore, I'm going to make them lay me to six, which I think probably a lot of guys will. Interesting. This is a rematch, of course, of the big playoff game last year where the Titans upset the Ravens. You give me six or seven, I may may take all those points. I'll take those points and let, let, you know, if you beat me, you beat me. Tip of the cap. Interesting. Is that an afternoon game also? These are afternoon games now? That's still morning. Still morning. We, now we go to the afternoon. Okay. Now we go to the afternoon. Uh, by the way, the point spread mattered in four games uh, yesterday. So yes. High number for that. Uh, well, it ended up mattering in Houston, Cleveland, because you know why. Well, you know, it still mattered. What can I tell you? Yeah. It ended up mattering in uh, Arizona, Buffalo, because you know why. Yep. yep. <laughs> you know, so those are two right yep. there. Uh, that we well, that's already. football. That's football. Well, it's football, but now, see, I would add, add there's this extra layer again of coaches in some cases being more heady than they used to be. So in some cases, I applaud it. Like, again, the Kingsbury thing, assuming he knew what he was doing there. Way to go. Yeah. He's in your head. And in the case of Chubb, I'm just sort of like, right, do we really know what we're doing? I mean, I mean, I get it. It goes to 100% from 999 but okay. And then, you know, the Eagles thing with the Giants, this is why I know this is all like, I can't trust any of it. The fact that Doug Peterson will go for two sometimes correctly. And sometimes it's just like, what are you doing now, Doug Peterson? Like, why? Who told you this was the right play? But I guess they know. I guess they've, they've figured it out that it's for them. It's the smart play. Okay. Um, not to disparage your, uh, your four times the spread matter thing, but yeah, those were two quirky endings but it's football and i would add that it's harder and harder every week in the nfl with stuff like that what's next at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar see for yourself when you sign up today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets when you bet just five dollars Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. 
This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Maybe they were watching the Queen's Gambit and they're trying to play chess against the- Well, you know, it's funny you mention that. It's funny you mention that. By the way, I thought the Queen's Gambit fell off the rails like the last couple episodes. I thought it was really good for the first five and the last couple. I was like, yeah, eh, that wasn't that great. Uh, Parlay, producer number five, texted me last night about the Baltimore-New England game. And he said, am I crazy or should New England have gone – or no, should Baltimore have gone for two – when they went for one at one point, I was like, what's your thinking there? He goes, well, because then if New England kicks a field goal, they'll only be down eight as opposed to nine. I can't remember the situation. And I, and I said to him exactly what you just said with the Queen's Gambit, which for those who don't know, is this uh, series or this this dramatic episodic series on uh, on Netflix. And it's rooted in chess. It's a, it's a fictional, but it's rooted in the sport. Of chess. And I said to Jeff, I go, you're playing chess. They're playing checkers. Because you're already thinking two steps ahead, and I don't think these guys are thinking that. So, yeah, once we yeah. start doing that, once we start, you know, oh, if I do two here and then they do three there, oh, my God, we're going to drive ourselves crazy. Um, not that he was wrong, but I don't think they're thinking on that level. All right, what's next? Okay, Dallas at Minnesota. And I see some sporadic numbers. I'm not sure if they're old ones or new ones. And uh, my assumption at this point is that uh, – Andy Dalton will be playing right now. They got him questionable, but uh, I think it's likely that he plays this uh, this Sunday. Well, we haven't seen Minnesota. They play the Bears tonight again. Three, they play tonight. Yeah. Three so this point, will be a hard one to make. Yeah, yeah, this will be really hard to make because if Minnesota crushes the Bears, this could be pretty high. It's a short week yeah. in Minnesota, though, and Cowboys yeah. are on bye week. But I could see if the Bears crush Minnesota, I mean, this this is not going to be, you know, this will be muted. It, anywhere between, I can't make this line. This is difficult. I'll say, yeah. just to throw it out there, I'll say Minnesota minus four and a half. But that's just me hedging both ways. Well, I think you're way light. Yeah. It's anywhere between seven and a half and nine. Oh, wait a um, minute. Really? Yeah. I got Minnesota, I you know. I mean, my numbers come a lot higher than that, I hate to tell you. I got Minnesota playing really good football right now, and I think poised to make a run. And I know you guys like the Bears tonight. I don't. I I definitely Mm -hmm. do not. I like Minnesota tonight. And like I said, I think this team is poised to make a run. And if they look good tonight, I think it's going to be – I think you might be looking at double digits. Wow. Now I'm not. One man's don't humble get, opinion. Don't, what do I know? Don't get me wrong. I'm not racing to bet the Dallas Cowboys in any situation, but I don't think Minnesota should be favorites like that over anybody. But we'll see tonight. We'll yeah, see how well, they play. Could change my mind. How many games has Dallas covered this year? How many games? Oh, would that be zero? Jason, one, yeah, that one, one game. They have one. Okay. Yeah, recently, yeah. Uh, they covered the Steelers. That was their first game. One and eight. ATS. Yeah. After okay. being zero oh and eight. Yeah. yeah. 
So you're saying that's not good, Chris. Is that what I'm getting from you? Is that and not? Andy Dalton I... didn't cover that game. It was Garrett, uh, the other guy covered the game. I forget his name. The Prescott? Yeah. No. Oh, no, no. Oh, oh. About Garrett Gilbert. Yeah, he was the guy who. The great oh, Garrett Gil- Gilbert. Oh, yeah, you're right. right. He, yeah. He's their best-looking yeah. quarterback so far this year. Well, you know why I remember that? Because I had Pittsburgh and Survivor then, too. Every Survivor week is a sweat. Everything. And now the gauntlet begins. Good Lord. How are you going to play your four picks, uh, your four entries, Chris? Are you going to break them up now? Yeah, I don't know what we're going to do this week because we've got to save some powder for Thanksgiving. Yeah, Thanksgiving. That's a whole separate week. Yeah, that's going to be tough. I'm looking at those games. That's going to be tough. Oh, like I said. By the way, interesting note on Garrett Gilbert. Yes. When he was at Texas, Mm -hmm. Andrew Luck wanted to go to Texas, but they didn't want Andrew Luck because they were committed to Garrett Gilbert. Well, he was the guy. Garrett Gilbert was the guy. If you remember when Colt McCoy had weak arm against Alabama, do you remember when his arm just went dead? That was Garrett Gilbert who came in the game. He's been around for that long. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's all I – that's – when last we heard from Garrett Gilbert, he was playing in the national championship kind of thing. Well, he was in the <laughs> that short-lived football league last yes. year playing on, That's on right. Spurrier's yeah. team. And he was quite good, right? Yeah. Yeah. Then, yeah, I wish I had known that before uh, I had bet on the Steelers. I don't know how I feel about that Minnesota-Dallas line, but we'll just wait to see what happens tonight, see where that comes out. Yeah, that's, I'm not putting anything up there. That's you know, okay. way too out there. Okay, next up, another really good game. Chiefs at the Raiders. Chiefs at the Raiders. Chiefs. Oh, that's that's the Sunday night game. You oh. want to do that last? Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that second to last, and it's probably later. Order. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. So next up, time wise, Miami at Denver. Miami wins again. Push at worst on their season win total. For those of us who have uh, Miami over six, looking good. It's a free roll from here. Um, Seven and two against the spread, Miami Dolphins. Best start since two thousand one at six and three. Tua, 15 of 25 for 168, two touchdowns, no picks, uh, and wasn't sacked. Salvan Ahmed, 21 for 86 and a touchdown, 281 total yards for the Dolphins. A blocked punt for the Dolphins set up their first score, first and goal at the one. Three straight weeks in which the defense has either scored or set up a short field score, including, I think, two weeks in a row now from the one on short fields. Um, So helped out once again by the defense and the special teams in this case. And then there's Denver. Denver gets destroyed yesterday by the Raiders, 37 to 12 as four and a half point dogs. There was no comeback from the Broncos this time to make it cosmetically acceptable or at least look acceptable. Drew Locke, 23 of 48 for 257, one touchdown and a career high four picks sacked twice. The Broncos were minus five in turnovers. That's all you need to know. And four of those were Locke picks. Uh, Miami will be favorites. They will be favorites by more than a field goal. I'll say Miami minus four. I like your number way better. I hate to tell you, minus, but by the way, numbers like two and a half juice on the favorite, three juice on the dog. Wow. You know, we went through this last week. You know, I, every wise guy in town, and I'm not kidding, every one of them had the Chargers against Miami yesterday. And we said it on this show, and I know I said it. As you have one team that finds a way to lose every week and another team that finds a way to win every week. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I had, not that I was that great. I was two and two on the picks that I gave last Monday. But Miami was one of them. I like Miami. I, I, listen, I also liked Denver yesterday, too, getting points. But that was another game. Every wise guy in town had Denver. Every one of them had Denver. We had, we need to say, we had them on both our picks, you know, that I got outvoted. Um, 
But, you know, Drew Locke is not a good quarterback. Fangio is not a good head coach. I like this number a lot higher. My power ratings come a lot higher. So I will open this three. They'll take it. They can have it. But uh, I, I plan on going in and need Miami in this game because they're much better, much, much better than Denver. Yeah, I will happily take Miami at three. And again, tip of the cap if you beat me. Uh, Miami, of course, beating the Chargers by eight. Chargers kept it within one score. But Miami gets it done. Six and three. Season went total before the season was six. And they are live for the division. Love that. Coming back, Guessing Lines, Week 11, continues right here on a numbers game at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. The Guessing Lines, Week 11, brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. It's uh, my mishpucha, Chrissy Andrews, from behind the desk here at the South Point Hotel Casino. Chrissy, where were we? I don't know, but allow me to change the subject for a second. <laughs> Please, for God's sakes. Thanks, Chrissy. Yes. Okay. <laughs> back, to the, back to Miami and Denver. Uh, I talked about Hembo earlier in the show. He had the list of guys who had uh, QBRs under 50. Wentz had the most, six. Locke is second. Jeez. I mean, I don't know. I've been waiting for this guy to show something. Maybe it's Fangio, who I don't like as a coach. And on the other side, Brian Flores. What a fantastic coach this guy has mm-hmm. turned out to be. Yep. I mean, between him and Mike Vrabel, finally we got two guys out of the Bill Belichick coaching tree that have shown to be very, very good coaches. And, you know, I was against the move to make two of the starting quarterback, but now that I look at it, he made the right move, this guy. He did. Uh, he's incredible. And uh, I'm telling you, this is a really well-coached team. They got some talent. You know, they're not there yet. But they're getting there, and they got the right guys in place. I mean, I, I'm very bullish on Miami futures, I can tell you that. Well, I, I don't mean futures for this year to win the Super Bowl. But this is a good team with a good coach and a good quarterback. Again, I'll say it again from before the season. Only three bets I made. Under New England season wins over Miami and Dolphins to win the AFC East at plus 1150. Yeah. And they're, yeah, a half, they're a half game back. This could happen. And, and the other thing I said off was Brian Flores to win coach of the year at 25 to one might be the best way to play the Dolphins. And that's looking pretty damn good right now, too. Yeah. Dolphins were six to one to win uh, the East a couple weeks ago. And I got them then. They got a tough yeah. they got a tough schedule. I mean, it's Have probably still not going to happen. Yeah, they need a little help. I yeah. mean, it, it is really an uphill battle. But just the fact that they're live here at this point is, is fun to talk about. All right. Yeah, they're not there yet, but they're darn close. That's a good, good deal. I love them this week against Denver. I really do. Yeah, I do too. At that number, at three, my goodness. And Drew Locke, as yeah. you said, whew, people in Denver no. will tell you he's not the answer for sure. All right. Yeah, he's not getting it done. Let's sneak one in. Uh, next up, Jets at the Chargers. Zero and nine Jets, two and seven Chargers. Has ever been a team zero and nine? That's that much worse than a two and seven team because the Chargers again Aaron shots from football outsiders they're, they're the most consistent team every week they show up he's right they don't win though Herbert 20 of 32 yesterday in the loss to the uh, Dolphins eight point loss for 187 two touchdowns one pick he was sacked twice he's the first rookie ever with two plus touchdown passes in six straight games but the Chargers have allowed 29 plus points in six straight games, all seven losses this year by one score, eight points or fewer, 273 total yards yesterday against the Dolphins. Uh, Chargers will be more than a touchdown favorite. They'll be minus seven and a half, I'll say. You're a little light. Uh, my power rating has come to nine, and I see this game everywhere between eight and nine. I'm going to open nine, and uh, 
I'm sure I'm going to have the Chargers and some of my survivor picks, but I just think <laughs> looking on the sidelines and uh, Anthony Lynn looking like, somebody please get me out of this. <laughs> it, <laughs> it is really uh, true. Hopefully he could beat this team. Hopefully he could beat this Jets team. <laughs> so. I mean, I guess, I guess we had Pittsburgh against uh, the Jaguars. That was a higher number than this. But really yeah. is, can you trust the Chargers in survivor? Oh, the Jets are coming I know. Here. Sorry, the Jets are coming off their best game of the season and a bye week. Best game of their season and a bye week. Extra rest for the New York Jets, Chrissy. Oh, my God. I know I'm going to have them. I know. I, I know. You know, you got to save some of the good teams. You can't use them all. You know, that's the nature of the game. The, sur- the survivor gauntlet begins this week, then Thanksgiving, then the following Sunday, three and a seven or call it eight day span coming back numbers game visa guessing line some more for week through uh, week 11 rather next right here at visa all right let's so, do let's do by s- the way yes go ahead mm-hmm. we have a couple minutes yeah, we only we, have two games left yeah we got minutes let me give you a little blurb i've teased about this all year my book that i'm writing okay was gonna was meant to be and it's what well, and it is it was a journal from one super bowl to the next like the life a year in the life of a bookmaker well, needless to say, <laughs> this year in the life of anybody yes. is nowhere near what we thought it was going to be. Wow. So I've been sharing my stuff with Anthony Curtis and uh, Deke Castleman, who is his editor. And so far, they're loving it. I mean, think of all this stuff that's happened. You know, first of all, Kobe Bryant's death. Did we forget all about that? Yeah. You know, I mean. I started like with the championship games leading into the Super Bowl, and I was just going to keep a daily journal. You know, we had racial unrest, which unfortunately had to make it into the book. You couldn't just ignore it because it affected sports. I tried to keep it to anything that that affected sports. Yeah, you know, strictly through the eyes of a bookmaker and the world of sports and betting and bookmaking. That sounds fascinating. And it needless does. to say, it's. Uh, it, it this book went nowhere near where I thought it was going to go. How could but you have possibly keeping, known? Yeah. <laughs> like I said, when the Kobe Bryant thing happened, my first thought was, wow, you know, it, this was a, a huge curveball. We've almost forgotten about that. There's been so much that's happened since then, you know, with COVID and like I said, racial unrest and just things going absolutely bonkers this year. Really so was- I've kept a journal since last year and i i think this book's gonna do fairly well wait any working title or not yet uh the working title was like a bookmaker's season so you know yeah I, you know i don't know if i'm gonna stick with that or not you know okay. I'm, like i said the intention <laughs> what i planned on is nowhere near what i wound up with so, yeah we know. all and we all but remember it, where we were when kobe, yeah. when we got the first text or the first news yeah. of kobe yeah and yeah for sure yeah. and then chris of course getting covid himself you know something yeah. else you could you know in the book chrissy pardon me is you getting and dealing with it going to be in the book i guess it's not really sports related it's well gonna, it's deals with me yeah, yeah. So i'm gonna have a little it's... stuff fortunately i didn't have that much to deal with it wasn't as bad as it was for other people wow but well stuff will be in there i think it's going to be an interesting book. We look forward to that. Chrissy Andrews, already the author of Then One Day, available at Amazon. We look forward to that book as well. Then One Year. <laughs> well, yeah, that's right. Call it Then One Year. We'll come back. We'll do the primetime games. Tell you what we like best here. Guessing Lines, Week 11, Numbers Game, Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. Just to be clear, 
uh, you like the Bears tonight, I will take the Bears in a teaser. I will not play them straight. I already have the Bears in a teaser um, open still. So, yeah, that's yeah. going to be where I end up. I'm not sure about the plus three, but I'm, I'm quite happy with the teaser position. All right. Chris Andrews, everybody. My mishpucha from uh, the South Point Hotel Casino Sportsbook. Sunday night, Chrissy. Sunday night. That was a great game. Kansas City at Las Vegas. And the Raiders, the only team to have beaten the Chiefs this year. Chiefs 8-1. and one, Coasting. I don't think this is all one big exhibition for the Chiefs to repeat. Can't help that feeling in my head. <laughs> um, Derek Carr yesterday and the uh, Raiders win over the Broncos. And again, it was 37 to 12. 16 for 25 for 154. No touchdowns, no picks, wasn't sacked. Just, you know, casual day at the office for Derek Carr. Josh Jacobs, 21 for 112, two touchdowns. Uh, as we mentioned with the Broncos game, uh, the Raiders were plus five in turnovers. That's all you need to know. The Raiders had five total takeaways in their first eight games, had five yesterday. Won the time of possession battle, 36-35 to 23-25. Kansas City coming off a bye. I'll say it's the Chiefs minus six and a half. Well, you're right on. Um, I made the game six, so I have no beef with the six and a half. There was some sevens around earlier, but they're they're gone. I see... A couple of sevens with juice on the dog. Um, I think seven would probably be a take for me in this game. But I think six and a half kind of makes you pause and think a little bit. I think that's a really good place to start. So I, I have no beef at all with the six and a half. I think that's a good number for a great, great Sunday night game. I'm proud of myself for hitting that one. Uh, okay, Monday night. The Rams at Tampa Bay. Rams beat the Seahawks yesterday. They do so. Um, again, perfect sort of setup for the Rams yesterday with the bye week. Sean McVay had two weeks to scheme up against his defense. They ended up winning by a touchdown, 23-16. to 16. Um, Here's a stat for you. Sean McVay, 31-0 when he leads at halftime. How about that? I saw that. I, that's pretty good. Yeah. Here, here's one I even like better. The Rams' defense this year has given up a max of three points in the second halves of eight of their nine games this year. Feels like they are the most surprising unit of the year is the Rams' defense. Yeah, yeah. Well, they got Aaron Donald and they got Jalen Ramsey, and those are the anchors. Yeah. So if you have a have dominant— a too, I think, this year. What's that? They have a new coach this year. And well, but if you have a defensive player of the year guy on the front line who just creates havoc, and a guy like Jalen Ramsey will say, come here, DK Metcalf, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ruin you today. Those are good anchors. Those are good anchors to have. But three points max in eight of the nine second halves thus far this year. I think it was only Buffalo who scored a touchdown on offense in the second half thus far this year. Jared Goff yesterday, 27 of 37 for 302. No touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked three times. Uh, they were 9 of 15. The Rams were on third downs, 1 of 1 on fourth. They were plus 2 in turnovers. Again, if you had access to the box score, no better uh, you know, line item to know than turnovers because you can figure out pretty much who won every game. Not every game because there are exceptions, and we note them here on the show. But turnovers are bigger than anything. Of course, you can't predict them moving forward. That's the problem. And then Tampa Bay, as we mentioned, uh, Tampa Bay crushes the uh, the Carolina Panthers yesterday, 46-23. to This was a 17-17 game at the half. A 29-6 second half for the Bucks and Tom Brady. Tom, 
28 of 39 for 341, three touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked once. And as I mentioned earlier, versus teams other than the Saints, 21 touchdowns and two picks this year. Yesterday, he hit eight different receivers. Godwin, six for 92. Evans, six for 77 and a touchdown. Antonio Brown, seven of 69. Gronk, two for 51 and a touchdown, on and on. And as I mentioned, Ronald Jones, the second, 23 for 192. A 98-yard touchdown scamper to the house. <laughs> they were 10 of 16 on third down where the Bucks, one of one on fourth. And again, as I mentioned, probably the biggest yards difference in any game I remember this season, 544 to 187 versus the Panthers yesterday. So it's uh, the six and three Rams, the seven and three Bucks. I'll say the Bucks are favored. I'm going to guess four and a half, Chris. You're way high. Ooh. It's um, three and a half. I see a couple three and a halves with juice on the dog. I see a couple threes juice on the favorite. Uh, huh. Matter of fact, it looks like the three and a halves are even disappearing uh, as we speak. I made the game one. Bad guess. Uh, I love this. Yeah, I love this Rams defense. Uh, they are playing well, and Jared Goff. You know, I mean, he's not great, but he is pretty good. I think he's gotten some knocks, maybe undeserved. Uh, but this defense of the Rams, I just think is, uh, you know, I don't know if they're the best in the league. I don't know. But you, we mentioned they got two anchors in there that, uh, you know, make them a very formidable opponent. Mm -hmm. I think I'm going to open three, and they're going to – I'm sure they'll probably lay it to me. But uh, I, I think there's going to be a really, really tight game. I think, uh, you know, totals 47, 47 and a half. Um, that's, you know, reasonable anymore. I think points will be at a premium. I think it's going to be a really tight game. And uh, I, I – at three and a half, I think I would definitely like the Rams. So I'm going to open three. Okay. Rams teaser leg. Rams teaser leg. Yeah, I, I think I saved my worst guess yeah. for last. But, yeah, I would I would agree with that. And, again, if the Rams D can do, right, if, you know, there is a snapshot in my head that sees Aaron Donald wreaking havoc on 43-year-old Tom yeah. Brady. Um, make, you got to make a move around, and, and the Rams D might be able to make a move around for sure. Man, there's some good. That, that's the key, and it's been the key for him for years. If you can get him off his spot, He's less effective. You know, he's not Mahomes. He's not even Roethlisberger if you get him off the spot. But they've protected him well his whole career in uh, New England. When he's protected here at Tampa Bay, he's had some really good games. Will they be able to protect him against Aaron Donald? I'm not so sure. I think I, I, I like the Rams a little bit in this spot. There's some good games, man. Rams, Bucks, 6-3 yeah. and three versus 7-3 and three on Monday night. Um, I don't really hold the Raiders in that same, but at least on paper, eight and one versus six and three on Sunday night, Kansas City at the Raiders. Green Bay at Indianapolis uh, mm -hmm. is a good game as well. Andy uh, Reid off a of bye is a thing, right? That's Andy Reid. Andy Reid off a of bye is a thing. Yeah, right, right. Tennessee at Baltimore is a is a good looking game on paper as well. And then that Thursday night game, Thursday night, yeah, yeah, that started it all. Arizona at Seattle who along with the Rams are 6-3. and three. So when we look up and down, Chris, I'll give you honors here, what do you like the best if you put on your betting hat? Miami. That would be my top pick. I like Miami. Like I said, love the coach, love the quarterback for Miami, the exact opposite for Denver. And uh, don't like the coach. A quarterback, I'm not ready to quite sell out on him yet, but I think everybody in Denver is, you know. Um but I like Miami. That would be my best bet of the week. 
For me, I think it's uh, – I also like Miami. Uh, I think it's New England. Again, that was the line that was the most perplexing, although you said right afterwards it sort of moved in our direction. What mm-hmm. what the market's fascination is with the Houston Texans, I will never understand. Uh, I guess two and a half. Chrissy said Houston was even favored in some spots, and now it's a pick em, so it's moving our way. Uh, and then the so other it's definitely gone to one. The pick are gone. Oh, the pick are gone. So now it's New England, England minus one. Yeah. 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 Okay. It's coming our there way. That was my teaser. Coming our way. Um, yeah, that made no sense. And uh feels good when you make a guess and you're like, what? And then it comes your way before the end of the show. And then the other one was Tennessee. I know you were saying a lot of people will take Baltimore here. But if you're giving me, you said north of six points on Tennessee against Baltimore, I'll take all those points. Yeah, it's mostly six and a half. Mostly six and a half. All right, so so those, I'm going to open six myself. So those are the three I like the best: New England, Miami, and and uh, Tennessee at a, at a glance. Um, but that's the point of the exercise. The point of the exercise, like the old Stardust Radio Show, is to within this uh, conversation try to extract value on the lines. And usually, the first instinct is the best, and the rest of the week we mm-hmm. spend just talking our <laughs> talking ourselves out of it. And maybe yeah. sometimes we're <laughs> we're dumb to do that. So in the end, then we only have a, uh, about a minute left. But with your four survivor, and I know you have partners to uh, to consult yeah, yeah, with. Yeah. Um, this is tough this week because yeah. we mentioned the Chargers will be a possibility. Chargers hosting the Jets. That's the second biggest line of the week. Do you trust Anthony Lynn and the Chargers? Pittsburgh's the biggest line at Jacksonville. So if you still have Pittsburgh, that's going to be a team that people use, even though Jacksonville shows up for these games. New Orleans is tough because you don't know about Drew Brees right now. Kansas City on the road, if you still have them at the Raiders, I don't know. Mm, that's a tough one. This is a tough we've, it's we've, a, Yeah, We've tried to go with home teams as much as possible. I can tell you that, you know. Even though home, uh, even though I'm home not sure field that's has even right, yeah. yeah. Even though home well, field I'm has proven one not, voice. I'm only one voice. Yeah, you know, I got a bunch of partners. You know? Yeah, this is the hardest week. This week, Thanksgiving. Next week, it's the gauntlet. Yeah. Three really yeah. tough, tough uh, weeks, including Thanksgiving as its own week in Circa. Um, and this will cut the finally. You know, it's three oh one. It only went from three ten to three oh one. That's like three or four straight weeks now where it's barely dwindled. Now, the uh, the having begins. Each and every one of these. Chrissy, can't thank you enough. Appreciate it, man. My pleasure, my friend. My pleasure. All right. We look for we look forward to the book. Do you have a uh, estimated date on this, or are you just saying someday, sometime? Well, no. I, I mean, I'm not going to finish till we do the Super Bowl. It's going it, oh. to, like I said, that was the book. Okay. From Super Bowl to Super Bowl. So you know, it's just a journal of everything that's happened, which is quite a bit in this last year. Jason, by the way, then one year, I I'm going to think about that. I yes. Like that. Could you imagine Jason having that kind of impact? I like it. Then one then one year. Thank you, Chrissy. Good luck to all. Good luck with the uh, Bears and the Vikings tonight. From all of us at VC, Sports Betting Network.
at Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.